0: Question. What kind of bear is best? That's a ridiculous question. False black bear. Well that's debatable. There are basically two schools of thought. Fact. Bears eat beets. Bears beets.
1: Making Once again, get up knows. out of your seats what and I put mean? those hands together. It's time to rock and to roll. This is the amazingly
0: Pulp show. Stay, stay Making money she knows. What you? Recently arrived from the dark side of the moon,
1: your host J Hat, picking up girls one clean sheet at a time. Jazzy. Woo! In the studio today, we have Marketing Guru, Guru, <laughs> Guru, Doctor Bart. episode 10 of the amazingly pulp show i'm your host Jay hat and joining us in the studio today is bernie free dr bernie free he's officially a doctor here as of late uh, he'll be joining us uh, all day today but uh, he'll have a special marketing uh segment later on in the show we also have jazzy back for one more we'll see if he can make it to the next uh how you guys doing today
2: not bad not bad <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of uh, a lot of Major League Baseball. Yeah. So it's that time of year. trading deadline. You've Got the football. So trading you know, deadline of baseball. So you got the football. <laughs> well, you got the football trading. It's all happening at once. I'm a little. I'm a little overwhelmed. It's something to be overwhelmed about because sleep. because of the, the you know, them
0: signing. Yeah. Is it consuming you?
2: A little bit. Just got this new job too. Yeah. But hey, it's it's all good.
1: Yeah. Are you excited about the new job?
2: Oh yeah. Now, yeah. Not really though, to be honest <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I mean I'm not
0: <laughs>
1: Are you Are you worried they might hear the show?
2: Yeah I <laughs> oh, am yeah. well, we'll, I'm a doctor now, what can they do though? <laughs> right?
1: Well Jazzy, what's been going on with you?
2: Uh, not not a whole lot,
0: Jay Hat. Uh, really a rough morning this morning. A uh, little little hungover. Um, but uh, but just excited for the show. I'm excited because we keep getting all these cool guests. Yeah, we had a we had a doctor this time. Last time we had musicians and a sports analyst, analyst, whatever you prefer.
1: <laughs> and, I, and I I want to back up a little bit. I did uh, fudge up um, Dr. Uh, Bernie's free uh, Bernie. <laughs> Dr. Bernie Free's name during the uh, the it's intro. That hard. It's not It's not Russian or anything. <laughs> well, there's some Z's in it. Hey. I see the Z's. Uh, Dr. Bernie Free is here with us today in the show. <laughs> uh, no, but it is. he is a doctor. He is Bernie. He is Free. Um, <laughs> it all rolls together uh, off the tongue if you're not me. So, uh, you know, I, sh- I should have just extended that instead of the show. just Dr. Bernie Free! <laughs> so, um, I name is misspelled it. But yeah, so it's Dr. Bernie Free, he is here today. He will be joining us later on today, uh, as he's joining us now, uh, to have a special segment uh, later on in the show. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, we just want to, again, reiterate to everyone, all the 11, 12 listeners that we have. I think they were up to 13. Um, are we up to 13? 13. That's what I saw last night. That's, that's, that's I'm sponsoring an unlucky number. Average,
0: right? yeah, well, hey, you know, it's either lucky or unlucky. It's one of
1: the um, we're officially on um, iTunes now. We are? So, people who uh, were denying us because they said, I only have a Mac... I no longer want to get into the world of, uh, you know, uh, podcasting MP3 uh, tunes. Uh, You can now go and and, and download us from iTunes and uh, hear us on your iPod. That's right. We're testing you. Do you have have an iPod, doctor?
0: I got an iPod, Yeah. (laughs) 2011. <laughs> um, what about you? I do have an iPod. It was it's, it's one of the like first ones, so it looks so crappy. Like
2: it just like holds like 300 songs. <laughs> I, I got a Nano, not a Nano. I think maybe it is a Nano. The not the shop. Yeah, the Nano. I got the Nano. <laughs> <laughs> is it the small one? The one that looks like a Nano? Yeah, it's it's about. You know, an inch wide by two inches long. It's silver. <laughs> you don't talk about
1: Jazzy's penis that way. <laughs> well, it's not silver, you dick. <laughs> well, you told me you were wearing those silver bullet condoms. Well, I was doing the silver surfer thing. it was going through a phase. It's not a big deal. No, Now, when you're going to town with a girl, do you say, Old Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> I do say Old Milwaukee. Wait, we are in the silver bullet? Because they're, they're combined now.
2: Oh, that's right. So,
1: yeah. Cause have you
0: had actually have you had that? Have you had that? It's like Miller Coors Banquet, right? Is that what it's called? it's called? They have a co-op beer. Yeah, they do. I have not had. that. I've had it. I can't remember what it's. Called. It's like something like Miller Coors or it's something like that. But it's a it's a bank, it's called a banquet beer or something. Are you making this up? I'm dead serious. I had this at a
1: strip. club. You have that look school. on your face like you're making this up. No, had I'm
0: dead serious. Club. I'm dead serious. You can look this up. It's they bought them two years ago. So
1: one of those college students at the strip club, they uh, yeah. she was, feeding her way through <laughs> painter, college. Paying her way through college. I was getting banquet once. beer. <laughs> Um, okay, well, you know, I, people always ask, why are you guys doing the Amazing Pulp show? Um, so I, can, I don't even know what the fuck our name or, or our show is. That's right. Um, or my name. <laughs>
0: we're gonna try, we're gonna... Shut up, you we're... Russian. <laughs> we got to put subtitles in for you
1: anyway. <laughs> um, the reason we're doing the Amazing Pulp show is because we're trying to reach the, uh, the orphans out there in the world uh, who aren't up to date on... Podcasting. Uh, what is it? Uh, third helpings of uh, up-to-date news. Right. Or second, third takes. So we're just trying to catch everyone up out there who is uh, listening to the show on what's going on in the world of entertainment, whether it be music, whether it be uh, comics, movies, uh, television. I don't even think we've talked about television since our first podcast.
0: No, we talked about, uh, the other day, we talked about, uh, the other time we talked about the zombie
1: show Oh, well, that's right that's right yeah. we did we're talk keeping about that it.
0: alive we don't know what the title is but it's it's good and i don't, even, I don't really consider
1: they're, they're on tv but i don't even really consider them tv because they're so they're you know shot cinematically you know and no. and um
0: you well, do you, is the only thing you consider tv like reality tv i
1: don't even consider shore. that tv either yeah, i consider that movie. uh somebody's home video they got lucky enough to put up on tv First stuff yeah. you don't ever talk about jersey shore like that Hey, they're coming
0: back. They're they're in Italy now. Oh, really? Yeah, that's great. I think I have almost watched an episode once. I was like, "Hey, Jersey Shore is on," and I flipped past it. It's fun. Have you watched it?
2: Oh yeah, doctor. That's how that's, uh, that's how I rang in my 2011 watch Jersey Shore.
1: <laughs> Did you do a, a fist pump marathon? <laughs>
2: yeah, it was the uh, the Snooki drop. The balls dropping, and you're just fist pumping. <laughs> Actually, technically, I think it was a, uh, I think it was 11 p.m. in the Central Time Zone, so. You know, I still had an hour in between Jersey Shore. I could actually do something like a normal person in between uh, ringing, in, ringing in the New Year. <laughs> <laughs> do
1: you think that they should have renamed it the, uh, the Pumpkin Drop?
2: Ooh, that, that's a good point. She, isn't she like? She's like four like nine, isn't she? Four feet nine inches. She's kind of like a a, a rapid Ewok. when she's a bunch of orange. She's like paint. like color. Yeah, she's orange. See, or the, the only basketball. the only reason I had to find out who she was. Call, call it call the NBA finals.
1: Yeah, that's true. But do, you know, let me ask you this: Do you when you you guys are, are of the younger generation here, where you're still on the prowl? Um, the prowl. Well,
2: you know, uh, I've spent. I just spent 14 years in school <laughs> getting my doctorate <laughs> as a marketing.
1: <laughs> You're just taking the title doctor for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, uh, there's never enough education out there, so I know uh, you can
0: always keep learning. All right, yep, Doctor. Well,
1: I guess where I was going with that is, is like when you guys go to the clubs and you're fist pumping. Uh, do, you, do you ever look over uh, and, and when you see the orange, <laughs> the oompa loompa <laughs> orange, does you ever sit there and go, damn, that's hot? Well,
0: the problem is, the problem is, is you go to these clubs and you go late at night and you're obviously fist pumping because that's the only cool thing to do. But it's like two in the morning and it's nighttime, so like when you take these girls out and it's like you don't realize that they're orange until the daylight hits them the next day and that's the problem is it's like orange and streaky all over your bed so you so you have taken home uh, uh, the orange yeah i have and i had to get new shades it uh, it leaks through man don't don't buy into fake tans ladies when you look nobody buys it look up in the morning did you look over and uh
1: if he appears a bit puzzled it's probably because online the perverted justice decoy had been using a photo of an asian girl <laughs> yes, this is exactly what I thought it was. Uh, did you look at her and tell her? He tells the girl that he has a very large penis, <laughs> <laughs> and that it was orange. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't dye mine. Yeah, Silver. It amazes me that that. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I watch the show and, and I've got into it, but it's almost like watching a, a train wreck uh, happening in front of you, and there's not, there's not much you can do but just look. You know, because you know it's going to be bad, but it's going to be bad in that fact of, you know, seeing all the parts fly. Interesting in the fact that you're never going to see something like that again, uh, if that makes any sense. Like uh, Super 8. Super, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think they were orange in that movie, too. I'm not sure. They could have been played by the, uh, the,
0: um... I have chocolate-flavored condoms. I only have two left.
1: I will use them for you. Um, well, let's jump into the news. <clears throat> uh, entertainment news. Uh, some quick shots of Bane sneak online uh, with him in his full... what I'm assuming is his full clothing or outfit uh, that he's wearing in the movie. Uh, did you guys see that at all?
0: Well, yeah, I took a look at it. I'm glad, A, he's wearing clothes for the movie. That's good. Uh, but, B... He looks super, super gay. <laughs> Dude, like in that picture, he looks super gay. He's wearing like a little fur coat and everything like that, and he's just and he's got his arms like this. <laughs> you know, it's just, it looks gay in my opinion. And he is kind of wearing a gimp
1: mask, but he's always been wearing a gimp mask. Yeah, uh, the uh, he, I mean, he's wearing like this big kind of burly coat, and then with the the frilly things on it, uh, kind of furry. I don't know, Matt or. <laughs> Matt doctor, my doctor over here. Uh what did you think of it?
2: Well, uh it must have been cold. <laughs> he was wearing his winter clothes, that was for sure. But everybody else is in summer attire, did you it notice is. that? <laughs> in the movie everybody else. Yeah, that must be. But he's built like He's a, trying to lose weight, sweat it off. That's something. true. That's true. He used to be he used to be smaller, right? But I,
1: he built, he's built like a brick shit. Yeah, now. I guess he, I mean, cuz being band, the comics, he's he's a big boy, so he had to be uh he had to uh, build himself up so he could look like it. I knew I should drink some coffee today. Um, but he, you know, he, he, realistically, you can't get someone to look as big as he does in the comics. So I think they're going to come pretty close, though. Um, no. Jesus Christ, sounds like they're going to come through the floor. <laughs> Bane's getting pissed because we were putting him down. Uh, and his, re- his furry coat? Yeah, I mean, they're shooting in at Pittsburgh, you know, and they're shooting right now, so it's obviously warm out. So those pictures weren't. Um, you know, studio release. That's somebody on the street taking pictures of him. You know, oh. so of course it's not going to be touched up the way it's going to look in the movie. But it still was that. You know,
0: it still was a fur coat. You yeah, can't get around that. Yeah, it still it's was
1: still pretty, a... uh, pretty, pretty, pretty um, But I don't know. I have faith in Nolan that it's going to look good. So I don't really have a um, yeah. problem with it so far. Now, I mean, if he's you know got Batman bent over a car somewhere. Uh, giving it to him in the rear okay, listen not that it has a problem with that right, either I think there's a market yeah, for everything there's a, for there is a market but but you know
0: like he hasn't I, I have faith in Christopher Nolan I've liked all of his movies he hasn't put nipples on the Batman for <laughs> like yeah, I hope I hope uh, nipples never come back <laughs> what about you doctor
1: um I prefer him you prefer him <laughs> did you look at him and go
2: pretty much I didn't know you were recording that <laughs> Did you think, uh and then
1: Bane, Bane looked back at you. <laughs> um all right well moving on uh, George Lucas is back. did you guys hear about that um, he uh, he 's back in action um, this is now, this is a movie he 's been talking about for about um, at least since uh, at least since right before episode three of Star Wars. I went to a convention there and he uh, actually you know brought it up because that was shortly before episode three was going to release in Star Wars uh, and talked about how this was going to be his next movie. Uh, Red Tails is a movie about the first African American um,
2: Pilots. He sure takes his time bringing out movies, huh? <laughs> he does. I'm he just... does. <laughs> he's
1: he's kind of like uh, um, what's his name? Um, Stanley Kubrick. He's got to make sure it's right. But I, I don't know. He left me so such a bad taste in my mouth at the end of episode three that I, you know, I was really getting ready to write him off. Um, but uh, yeah, African Americans, the first uh, fighter pilots. Not the African Americans were <laughs> the first. Know, they, could, they were the first. They could have been. They could have been. So um, they. Um, yeah, I don't know. They could be we'll have to ask um our, our analyst, uh the history buff, uh um what's what's her name? Carl. Carl. Well, no, we won't call her Carl, she hates that. Uh uh-huh. but um the, uh, what, what?
0: <laughs> We'll uh, we'll we'll follow up with that later. Well here is the thing, but I haven't I haven't seen George Lugis Oh Bobby Bobby
1: Lights, uh uh, lady. Wife, Lady Fred. Right, right. Oh, they're married. married. Yeah. Oh, well, Lady Light. Lady
2: Light.
1: Probably could be. She's about four feet high.
0: <laughs> um,
1: so, <laughs> like, you laughed at that. You're like, oh, we're probably not going to, you know, that's probably not going to be good when we get done with this cast.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're going to get a lot of dirty emails <laughs> from Lady Light.
1: <laughs> uh, Red Tails was released. Uh, we did check it out. Um, it looks like, to me, Star Wars in
2: the old days uh, with airplanes. You guys? I was going to say, King it kind of reminded me of remember the Titans a little bit. Mm-hmm. Remember the Titans in the air. I do remember the, the Titans. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. The, the um, like now these are the
1: Tennessee
0: Titans. I remember, yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Oh, you're talking about Zeus and and uh, man, I can't get much farther than Zeus. Zeus, you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> Zeus.
0: No, yeah. the uh, the wait, I'm confused. Because are we talking about Titans? Or are we actually talking about the actual movie? <laughs> Whoa! Honestly, I think we could do an hour of that and not just be entertained. Is that
2: my cue to be quiet? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you're talking too much.
1: It just gets better. I think it just actually gets better. No, I, what I did this morning is I, I stayed in my underwear and I recorded that today.
0: <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, it looks pretty good. It looks like um, remember the Titans? You know, the flashback to the the, the movie about whether uh, it was that about the first African Americans in football or it was,
2: yeah, it was that those high schools. I think it was Virginia. They uh, they integrated. It was like the first high school inter- to integrate yeah. down there. Okay. Oh yeah, it's right. Um, you know, so the the. Uh, the black players weren't big fans of the white players, and then they came together and they won the state championship. I think it was. I think it was both. That no, was so. with, with Denzel, Denzel. Denzel. Washington. Well, Washington. if okay.
0: anybody can combine, you know, the race problem, it's Denzel. It's Denzel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's uh, last That's board. what I thought. <laughs> Honestly, keep going.
1: <laughs> no, that's the last one, folks. We won't bring that up till episode 20. Uh, for those of you at home, come on. Um, so moving on, uh, go check that out. Red Tails, it should be coming out uh, in, I think it was December. I didn't even catch when it was. Did you guys catch when it was coming out?
0: I think it's coming out uh, when George Lucas is done with his next movie. Okay, so that. Trying trying that. <laughs> he
1: finishes episode three. Forty-seven. Um, yeah. So, what I else mean, do we it, got? It looks good. So, uh, battleship trailer gets released. Did you guys see this at all?
0: I did, and I didn't hear him say anything about B seven or sinking battleships at all. I'm confused. Yeah. I played the game, but I don't remember any of that in the movie.
1: Well, from the looks of it, looks like it's it's gonna follow you know a naval group into the water, and as they discover something in the water, it's an it looks like a. Turns out to be an alien ship that all of a sudden decides to put a dome around them <laughs> and attack them, you know, a couple of battleships. Uh, so I don't know if they're going to go off of the idea of they're stuck inside this dome and have to defeat the alien ship. It's a little early. It's an early preview to tell from what's going on, but that was my take from it. It's got uh, Liam Neeson. It's got the guy that played uh, Gambit and Wolverine. And can't think of his name. He's, he's also on He's remember the Titans? No, wait. What's that show on uh, the, uh, NBC, the football – Friday, Night, Friday Lights. Night Lights. Yeah, he's from that show. His name is—I uh, don't know what his name his is. His name is on
0: Friday Night Lights.
1: Um, you can look him up. I can't think of what his name is. He's—he's going to be in uh, John uh, John Carter of Mars. So, what'd you guys think?
0: Hello, everybody. Now, children, what do you say when you meet a nice man?
1: Marvel teases that Captain America or teases the Captain America ending. Um, I don't know if you guys went and saw Captain America at all. Did you go see it? I I actually haven't seen it yet. I, no. I
0: haven't seen it. But, uh,
1: okay. Well, it's probably the news that the, the the very ending secret scene uh, was released online uh, this week. kind of, it, it did really well actually. It knocked uh, Harry Potter out from the opening spot on on um, the opening day. Um, the continues to do well. This is the second we get into it. But they went ahead, I think, to kind of pump and get more people in the theater. They released um, parts of the ending, which are you guys okay with me spoiling it for you? Or um, Absolutely not. Okay. What about you folks at home?
2: Hi <laughs> <laughs> Matt? You can spoil it for me.
1: Uh, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. For those of you at home, I uh, occasionally call Dr. Matt... But uh, that's not his name, and uh, yeah, what? He's, he's threatening me right now that if I go outside and call him Matt again,
0: uh, you know. He's not going to take care of you.
2: Man, if you're going to be standing, you're going to have to
1: follow some rules, which is no smoking my shit, don't let me catch you drinking my shit. And if
2: you bring any of them hoes up in here, make sure I fuck first.
1: <laughs> that was the law that he laid down before he uh, uh, walked in the door today, so I need to follow those uh, <laughs> verbatim so uh, but yeah, so basically they 're going to show they show uh, clips of the Avengers movie that 's going to get released next summer um, so the, stick around it in credits they did Marvel did put it up online for you to see, so if you want to check it out without going to Captain America, you can see it uh, it looks good it 's got tony on there it 's got thor it 's got cap it 's got uh Mr Fury. All those guys that everyone's been looking for uh, to be in their movie. Uh, Now, this guy, this I know you guys aren't don't. I don't know if you read comics or not at all, but.
2: Not much. Not much. I read textbooks a lot, okay. Because you know, I'm a doctor. Because you're a doctor. And I just got my doctorate. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so well, uh, in,
1: in the comic book world, I'll continue on it, and I know you guys can jump in on this because I think it's something that affects everything uh, in in uh, your community and, and in the world. But uh, uh, Jim Lee and Dan Zadai, uh, the co um, I want to say publisher a DC, um, uh, they announced this week that they uh, they heard the call from all the all the. Um, the fans and, and about putting girl creators and characters back in the DC comics. And so they've announced that, you know, several girl creators that they're trying to get out there and work with, but also they open the doors to say, you know, bring your stuff. And we're, we want to bring in more um, female creators. Okay? okay. And I, you know, I, I understand. And I think that we can, we can look at this as a whole with businesses that my opinion on that is like, that's, that's great. You know I mean? I want to, I think everyone should get the, the opportunity to, to do something like that. But what I don't want to do is to sit there and hire somebody just because of their race or their gender. You know what I mean? I think that whoever walks in the door and gets the job should be the person for the job. What do you guys, How do you guys feel about that? I mean, that could be applied to where you work, where you work, where anyone works. It's like, you know.
0: I think where I work, if um, they, if they, they need to hire more girls just because they are hot girls because the ones we have suck. So, not here at the Amazingly Pulp Show. So All not, the women are not, hot. <laughs> not that they can not that
1: they can actually do their job, but just as long as you can
0: look at, them, you'll be okay. Well, it makes you know. Obviously, in, in a job like this, I think it, 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 it it's obviously different because you're bringing a skill level to 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 an entertainment, and so you want the best that you can get from somebody for your money. Um, I think when in my own job, other than uh, the Amazingly Pulp Show, obviously. Uh, you're marketing to people. You, you know what I mean. Like, there's other reasons because you know, food is food. You can get that anywhere You know.
1: Well, I don't know. I I, I kind of disagree a little because I mean, when I go there, I still want. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, I mean, because I think like you know, I don't want someone waiting on my table that is gross. You know what I mean? But at the same time, um, if they're they're clean kept, but they're not, you know, hot. As long as they do a good job, I'm not going to be like no. I don't want you.
2: Know,
1: you. <laughs> you
0: over Stop there. That. One with the big tits. Yes, you. This well, one. I mean like if you look at it, it's like Hooters does that same that's their marketing.
1: Well, that but they're they're specific. They they right. cater to that. Now, that would be like Oh, I, well, I, that is interesting. Now, doctor, what do you think? As a doctor,
2: lo- what do you what do you think when you go out? I love women. <laughs> you know, I love the ladies. That's uh No, I don't care. I don't care if you're ugly or I don't care if you're an uggo or a chabo or a uh, you love
1: all of them. <laughs> no,
2: like if, if <laughs> on it took
1: me on the like left three left. hours to finish the shading on your upper lip. Um, I don't you know where that came it. from. But uh, so, so if you go into that's interesting. Though, if you go into Hooters, um,
2: and I don't ever expect to get good service. The food it's, is terrible. Want to know a secret? I've never been to a Hooters in my whole life. You're not going to believe this. What and they is knows. is not just owls. Yeah. It's no
1: longer a secret.
2: Uh, oh, that's all right. <laughs> they need well, to be your doctor before anything.
1: It's interesting cause, because Hooters cater specifically to a market. They're specific to guys who want to come in and see, you know, I hate to use scantily clad because that sounds so feminist, but scantily clad <laughs> women, you know, uh, that, that are in there. And, it, you know, when you walk in there to get your food, I mean the food's not the greatest it's it's good
0: pretty terrible
1: it's good i mean i i I like their wings but it's not specifically tasty (laughs) Uh, all around um but like you know i I hate to say this because i don't want to put myself out there but i will i've gone in there and you know i've had a a pregnant woman wait on me oh so (laughs) I, dude now it's nothing against pregnant women but and no. I think I think that she wasn't pregnant. <laughs> Gross. Um, yeah. So you know, I go in there and, and she's pregnant. It's not. It's not that I had anything as her being pregnant. It's that, that yes, you, that I am that clientele that Hooters was catering to that day, and I want to go in and I want to see, you know, voluptuous bags. Uh, Did she bags. have an Audi? Huh? Did she have an Audi? No, I mean. I, I am I don't even remember. something was poking me in the side. Um, <laughs> he had a penis. <laughs> he had a penis. <laughs> um, you know. Gross. Um, so I don't know. That that that's it's hard to say because like that that is that is specific to that. Help me out here. Those guys that are, you know, going there. It's specific
0: to, uh, generally, like, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: and I'm not one of them. I just went there to, and I said... For the wings. I a pregnant lady. Um, so I don't know. It's it's interesting because, like, I I think, you know, in most jobs, though, other than Hooters, you want to have the best person for the job. I mean, because, I mean, you're going to be working with this person. You know, if you're you're managing the, the person, you want them to be able to do what they can do. You know what I mean? Um... You know, let's say that you work in a job that's hand in hand with somebody. You know what I mean? That you need them to help you complete your task. Do you want the best person, or do you want you know a certain group that was that was put
0: in there? You know, you you want a girl that's put in there that may not be able to. But well, and back going back to the comic book stuff, like maybe the girls can bring a different element to comic books that we haven't seen before.
1: Well, they can. They can, and and, and I agree with that. But what I'm saying is that if. If you're going into Hooters. If they need to know, like, don't, like, if they if, they, if they write stories and they're just not all that great, but they can type something up, That's you know what I mean, like, that's still not, that's still not qualified for the job. I mean, I could type up a paper, you know what I mean, and sit there and say, you know, little Johnny went to the store, he transformed in a booth and became Shazam, you know, and shut. Yeah. And then he laid down and went to bed with his lady friend and that might be interesting to a certain genre anyways getting way off topic but that that is the uh that's kind of what DC's doing i hope it works out good for him you know and i i definitely think that you know women might be able to understand how writing women a little bit better so if if they bring it then sure why not uh, we did we did kind of touch on this last week in the intro, but we didn't actually talk about it. But uh, Amy Winehouse dying. Did you guys hear about that? Try to Google it. It was all over the place. I remember the next day uh, there MTV was playing nonstop Amy Winehouse videos. Maybe it was VH1. Did she have more than one song? Well, that's that, that's that's my point. Is that uh, I've never heard anything other than the one song that she won like 25 million Grammys for. You know? No. Um,
0: did, but, did, okay. Did so she die of a drug overdose? So I, I I just knew she died. They
1: haven't released the. Um, the autopsy yet?
0: Oh, I Unless just, they like, have, and I didn't hear about it. But. I just knew she was dead,
2: and I just I, that was about as far. Did as you hear it. anything about it, doctor? Oh yeah. Were you? Are you oh, doing yeah. the autopsy? I don't know how she died yet, though. Um, no, they didn't let me do the do the autopsy because she didn't die in, in America. So they're, they're they're really protective of whatever. I don't know what the laws are. I'm not a lawyer. I'm a doctor. I'm, I'm a doctor, so.
1: I think it's safe to assume. I think everyone's safe to assume uh, that it's, it was probably some sort of drug overdose. I mean, the only other thing that she was in the news and with other than her music was the fact that she was always getting in, a, in, a, in rehab, out of rehab, or, or something was happening with her.
2: Um, Didn't she have that song rehab? Yeah, that's what that's, that's that? the only one that we know.
0: And then she had the the rehab song. That was yeah, that was on. Yeah. Was... Yeah. But she did have Spunk though.
1: What are you drinking? amazing energy supplement it's a sports performance utility nutrition kick spunk spunk yeah oh you guys heard of it yeah it's the best spunk is
0: amazing yeah it just gives me so much more energy i just suck these down i love spunk well, what does it taste like just out of curiosity it's a little salty but when you're running you just want it. it's like i just want some spunk you know do you have a favorite flavor spunk mm. i don't know if they have flavors or just different colors i like the black kind mm-hmm. so where do you get this stuff mm guy.
1: Um, so yeah, I, I just wanted to cover that briefly. Um, I, I've never even heard her other than the one song. Uh, the, the big hoopla about her is the fact that she was died at 27, put her in a 27 club, but I don't know much about her. Well, there's not a lot to know she's dead. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll keep you up to date on <laughs> what happened very, with her. Very sympathetic crew here. <laughs> <with that>. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> we have to have, we have. to know the person for us to, to get into. Uh, just, yeah. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, Chili Peppers and Blink-182 released uh, their new albums, or at least the new singles, right? Yeah. Jazzy, you want to jump in there? I
0: uh, haven't heard these yet, so. You ever heard them? Um, here's the thing. I mean, like, I really like both those bands, uh, and I'll, I'll talk about them later on in the show, but um, I really like those bands. Um, I think they made a big hoopla about the, uh, John Prashante's best friend taking over as guitarist and that he was just as good as John and he could do a lot of stuff. I think if you were going to release your first song after that you'd probably release something giving off, showing off his talent. He didn't. Uh, so I'm not really sold on the first song, The Adventures of Maggie Mae by Chili Peppers. Uh, Blink-182, though, it's a mix between like Angels and oh, Airways and oh, it's pretty good. Hold on a second.
1: Let's back up to the Chili Peppers
0: one. Like, back what? That. Can you, can you kind of give
1: us a play-by-play play of what happens in the song or what instruments are being played?
0: You know, it's very, um... It's... I don't know. I mean, obviously, all the instruments that they normally play, it's just like they kind of almost tone down the the guitar a little bit in comparison to what Chili Peppers normally do. So it's more funk stuff? No, because, I mean, I think, I think you know, John Frusciante brought the funk on that stuff, too. He brought the funk and the spunk. Yeah. But, no, uh, it's, it's it's a lot of... The, the drums are turned up, um... But they're like that—they're uh, like drums that you would hear when you're walking into like Summerfest, and there's that guy that couldn't make it into Summerfest because he wasn't good enough, but he plays drums out inside. Not that they're bad drums, but it's just like yeah. you know, it's like that, like one—the guy just in his own drums, you know, and he's just playing something like that. Uh, the lyrics are very terrible, or not terrible—I shouldn't say it that way. Uh, they're not. Oh, they're ding, 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 dong, dong. No, they, he actually wrote actual words for this one, um, but it's it, it doesn't seem to—it doesn't seem to flow very well. And uh, and 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 maybe it's I've only heard it once, uh, so.
1: Would you say it's cat poop or smooth? It's, it's kitty litter.
2: I will not eat cat poop.
0: Um, all right, with Blink 182. Uh, Blink 182. Uh, the song is good. Uh, it's it's kind of I didn't like Angels and Airways that Tom DeLong did, um, but it's it's like if Blink 182's last album had sex with uh, some of the good stuff that Angels and Airwaves wrote and um, and, and where Blink-182 would go off from there. It, it's, it's pretty good. I, li- I like the song. Doctor, have you heard of either of these two?
2: What, the bands? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the the, the two the songs? Uh, I, don't, I don't think I've heard of any of the songs, though. Maybe maybe okay. i heard them in passing and I had no idea what they were, but I don't, I don't think so. They released what would them your analysis by? be of them? Yeah, what do you think about them, though? The songs? What? my analysis of the songs i've never heard of yeah well um i thought the uh you know the solo the guitar solo was just uh it was about a six you know i mean it could have been better but it could have been worse could have been worse you know cat poop or smooth uh oh jeez, you put me in a tough spot probably yeah probably cat poop I will not eat cat poop. Um. All right. uh, well,
1: Doctor, you were on. It's time for Doctor Bernie Freeze uh, segment. Um. What should we officially title this? Sex and marketing. Doctor
2: I, know, <laughs> doctor. I don't know, man. I was trying to think of a D word to go along with Doctor, like stuff with Doctor. But <laughs> stuff doctors, with Doctor. Uh, doctor stuff. Doctor Freeze. Doctor Bernie's. Uh, doctor Dirty. Dr. Bernie's Dirty <laughs> Patients. I'm glad that we decided
0: to figure <laughs> out this segment while we're on the show. <laughs> what we're going to call it. We're, we're kind of giving a
1: little behind the scenes. Uh, we're pretty smooth. Mm. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. Um, all right. Well, spotlight's on. We're
2: ready. Okay. Well, uh, geez, you put me on the spot here. Well, tell us a little bit about where, where you're coming from. Well, uh, I'm, I'm kind of coming from a. Uh, a movie marketer's perspective here you know obviously we all know that movie attendance is down in uh around the world you know that's what are the reasons for that who knows expensive tickets um kids wanting to stay home watch watch uh dvds video games um all that stuff maybe play battleship with their friends but um so so we all know movie attendance is down right right and uh but it's kind of interesting because the number of films that come out each year is up. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's up about 36%, I think. No. when you say up,
1: like what they're making in, uh, yeah. money-wise? I think
2: 2002 was the movie industry's peak for uh, for amount of people who came to see movies, and uh, I guess not for the amount of movies being made, but since 2002, it's been up 36%. Now, wasn't
1: 2002 the year of uh, the Spider-Man, first Spider-Man movie, and... And I think the Star Wars episode two—I believe that's where the movies. I mean, that that right could have been.
2: And there's probably was there a Harry Potter's too? Uh, and maybe that, that was 2001. I, I think that's 2001. I get, 2001, all, my, I get yeah. all my 2000s mixed up. So, um, so maybe that
1: attributed that year. But because I know that um, and the reason I even bring that up is because I know the Spider-Man movie that it, it was the movie that finally broke. Titanic's record and made however many million, and it's been a long
2: time. Finally, uh, The Dark Knight finally broke out a couple years back. And it's interesting you mentioned Spider-Man because, um, you know, the movies that tend to do the best, you know, Spider-Man, Captain America, Thor, Harry Potter, yeah, those are all movies that, that the viewers know pretty much the story, their books. Yeah. Or, um, you know, another movie that did well was, was The Blind Side. That was a book beforehand. People want to come see the the adaptation from the book to the movie and for some reason people don't like the original films as much as as the ones that came from other media yeah. I, and that's kind of interesting i mean you already know the story but they yeah. still show up. Yeah. Do you think that maybe it's kind of word of mouth buzz,
1: though, too, for people who have read the story and said, hey, this is really good. They're making a movie. Because I know that's kind of the way I was with Harry Potter movies. Is I'd never read any of the books, and I was yeah. You know, someone said, hey, this is really good. Actually, I went and <laughs> I went to see the first Harry Potter because they were showing the preview for the new Star Wars movie,
2: but ended up liking it. So. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's all. The best, obviously, the best uh, the best advertising you can get is the word-of-mouth advertising. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's why a lot of films try and start these guerrilla marketing campaigns. Instead of just having the trailers and the TV commercials, they, uh, they they try to start these guerrilla marketing. Like Paranormal Activity, That I think when the first Paranormal Activity. Have you seen the second one? I haven't seen the second I, one. I, the second one I, I, heard, so. I heard it's a lot more scary than the first one. But Were you um, scared of the first one? Well, I was I was a little scared at the first one though. I mean, it was not too bad. Usually, when I first watched that, I was like scared. I was like, "Oh man, I'm not going to like this because I'm not a big scary movie." But then after that, I was like, this wasn't that bad at all. Yeah. So, I think maybe I'm just becoming more of a man now now that I got my doctorate and I can like, watch scary movies you now. <laughs> once you, once you get your doctorate, they're like, you can now watch horror movies. <laughs> I
0: think I
1: think you become a man when you get your first direction.
2: I might have a little while to become a man. I don't think I've gotten one of those. <laughs>
1: Jazzy, you want to help him
2: out? I...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just play. get the genie out of the bottle.
2: the bottle down <laughs> but yeah i was talking about you know these guerrilla marketing campaigns where it's not just you know tv commercials billboards uh trailers it's more of a, these films with low budgets and that can't afford that like paranormal activity really the the one that started these these uh these campaigns was the blair witch project yeah. um you know obviously that was more of a people like oh you gotta see this because everyone thought it was real when they first saw it if yeah. it was a real film. I can remember back then, I actually, uh, the, 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 I remember... I think it was 99,
1: right? Yeah, but I remember they were promoting it as it, it being a real story, and, and uh, um, I think like right up until the point of like a week or two weeks before is when it kind of finally got out that it wasn't a, a true story. Yeah. But, it, I mean, up until that point, we got Sunfix. Uh, up until that
0: point... Uh, well, he didn't like the play much. <laughs>
1: No, you don't have to bark about it, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, yeah, I can I definitely tested that. but I remember the marketing being like that for sure.
0: I, yeah, I, re, I remember people being like thinking it was like the scariest movie, and that it was going to be because it was because it was realistic or whatever. But I remember watching part of it and just being motion sickness the whole time. It was like just dun, 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 you know all over the place, but. You can't see my uh, effects at home, but just when you hear that part, or when I go, just shake your hand, and that's what I was doing.
1: So, we, we'll describe it at home. His hand seems to be moving in a left and right motion.
0: It was moving up and down, and up for and down. Uh, you know, a little twitchage. So, um,
2: but yeah, um, you know, I'm... you got me. You got me. <laughs> That does that every time. Uh, uh, like, another one is Cloverfield. Do you remember yeah. that one? Uh, like, I like that movie. That when that first, when the initial trailer, we'll talk about, like, the steps that movies come out in their promotions. There's, like, three or four steps. And uh, I I have it written down here. But um, when Cloverfield, when its initial trailer came out, it, you know, I had the picture, of, like, the Statue of Liberty's head falling off and rolling around the city. Yeah. And it never even mentioned the name of the movie. Yeah. So it made people, you know, go home on the Internet. What's this movie with the Statue of Liberty's head falling off? Or is it even a movie? Is it real? I mean, I don't know. And um, you know, the, the Passion of the Christ was another one where they didn't have a lot of money, so they just kind of they, they kind of talked about it more to church groups and stuff, and got them seeing it. Oh, you got to see this movie! So, but guerrilla marketing though, it's it's not always good because I think two thousand seven. I think have you ever heard? I never heard of this. There's was the Cartoon Network show, the Aqua Force. Uh, Aqua Teen Hunger, Hunger Force, Force yeah, yeah 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 but I do you remember this it was 2007 I think and um what happened was to promote this movie in Boston the uh the company set out all these LED monitors of like the characters and just put them in random spots in Boston and apparently some people found them and they thought they were bombs because I mean they were just LEDs <laughs> and they were like lights flashing of like pictures of the characters and it was kind of so they called like the, the Boston Police Department, and like the, there's bomb squads coming and everything, and, <laughs> and it was just movie marketing. Oh, it was it was unbelievable, and um, you know, so so Turner, who uh, who owns Cartoon Network, Turner Productions, they ended up having to pay a million dollars to the Boston Police Department and also the uh, the Department of Homeland Security. So uh, be careful what you do. Let this be a lesson to you. <laughs> we. We'll
1: do not, uh, shake, uh, boxes with LED lights. Exactly. Um, well, yeah, so, I mean, I, and I, I remember that with Cloverfield, I remember with, um, I don't remember that one exactly. Hearing about that one, but the, um, it, what was interesting about Cloverfield is, yeah, I remember they had that move out for like almost a whole year in, in, in promotion without a title, you know. So it was pretty interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a uh, there's there's a method that. The, are you editing this? That was a little awkward silence, wasn't it? Yeah. We we never edit the show. We just go straight through. Oh jeez! Yeah. All right, I'm on the spot then. But um, yeah, the the the, uh, the way that that these production companies market their films is about one year before the uh, the movie is set to come out. They send out a teaser trailer, internet leaks, things like that. You know, it's the short, you know, ninety second one or sixty second one. Yeah. And um, you know, trying to create a little buzz, and that's the first really really big. Uh, big thing that happens there and then about four months before that's when the main trailer comes out yeah um and then about a month to five weeks um you know you got tv spots you got your 30 second ads your 60 second ads and then um right in between that four week period and and the start of the movie that's when the the billboards the newspaper ads although and the 15 second ads to try and uh, try and remind the people that hey this movie's coming out remember that. That's out there, so that's kind of like that's the process that they go through. Well, and
1: it's it's interesting too that because it, it seems to me and maybe maybe not, but it seems to me like they've they've been pushing that back, back, and back for when they start releasing stuff. You
2: know. Oh yeah, uh, I think probably because you know they're they're worried about people, you know, bootlegging them on the internet and stuff, and uh, that's true. all that, all that stuff. So they're they're really trying to be pr- protective of their scripts of their.
0: But I I remember watching. I don't remember it was like CNN or something like that, and they were talking about movies, and they were saying how the movie business isn't going to be able to keep producing movies like like they were, they mentioned the guy said the Matrix, like because that was kind of a small market movie at first because you nobody know, really knew what was going on, like the idea pitching that idea, so it has to be a bigger idea, like you were saying with uh, you know obviously Harry Potter and 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 uh, and Captain America, people already know that story because it's already successful, so they think it'll already be successful in movies. Um, do you think that they're just going to keep pursuing the, you know, obviously the stuff that's already successful in books, or, or is that...?
2: Oh, definitely. That I, I mean, you're seeing it right now. I know you got the Avengers coming out, and you have all these superhero movies that are out, and that was kind of when Captain America, their big thing was... Um, you know, are people getting tired of these superhero movies? Are they getting tired of Thor? Are they getting tired of the Green Lantern? Yeah. And um, obviously, now that it's out, it's been really successful, and people didn't. But I mean, Captain America—they didn't try and when they were when they were advertising it, they didn't try and position it as much as a uh, as a superhero movie, but more of like a war movie, you know. And uh, their their promotions were kind of kind of more guerrilla style marketing. Um, you know they. they uh, and when you're saying gorilla, so the fans at home know, you're talking about
0: actual gorillas.
2: Yeah, exactly. okay,
0: they they just bring <laughs> exactly. Yep. Okay.
2: You well, know, either gorillas or bonobos, whatever. Right. Yeah.
1: So, so here's my question,
2: though.
1: You know, so you're, you with these movies that already have kind of a following with with the books and stories, so what what would you think, uh, Doctor, would be the best way for a movie that doesn't have that to to kind of get get there? get themselves out
2: there. Yeah, that, you know, that's a really good question. Um, probably is, um, there's like a three-step process that a lot of movie trailers go through. Um, you know, right at the very beginning of the main trailer, they, they try and, you know, you know I think, who was that? that Don LaFontaine? He mm-hmm. was that guy in a world where right. this <laughs> happened. They try and set up the trailer as uh, where, like, the main character was in the past. Um that's why you get that we're the, in a world where, <laughs> and then they try and position them where they are now, in the trailer, and then they also try and uh, they try and show where they're going, so that way people can have like a slight seeing. Oh, so he was he was here, this is where he is, but he wants to go here. Okay, and that's what they're doing in the trailer.
1: So kind of taking us on a, on a journey with them.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's not so much you, there's not so much in a world where now it's more of a, you know, you have like the the quick fade to blacks the. Uh, you know, the, the couple seconds of of people just running, you yeah. know, like, so you can tell something's they're, happening right there. Yeah, they're running. And they're they're running. Run- I mean, not all fans. In a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> they're running.
1: But even those are cut the same, though. They're always yeah. like, you know, uh, Josie was just the average worker until one day she came across and it's got the goofy gut kind of stumbles in and they don't actually like each other at first and then they kind of fall into a situation where they do like each other but then it's not going to work out because he might be leaving and going to another town. I just watched Avengers. Yeah, I just watched the movie. <laughs> I mean, it was just it was so formulaic. Um it's the one with uh Catherine Heigel and then it's got uh Josh Dumel where they come into where they have their friends die and they basically have to take, oh, take the baby on it's yeah. like they That's had like one baby. blind date before and it ends up not working out but they're set up by their friends and then they're both left in the will to take care of their, the uh, baby yeah, but it was moment. oh man it's so formulaic, you know. And I look over, and of course, my wife's got little tears in her eyes. And I'm like, "Oh, come on!" They From do the this. Trailer? They're like, they're playing the heart.
2: No. <laughs> it's a really good I was, like, I was like, that's straight out of the Dumb and Dumber, where they're crying in the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a good one.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it, it's and it's interesting how how they do that, how they, you know, it, you know, there's you know, there's a lot of people who just go to movies to be entertained for a couple hours, you know. And so they're okay with that systematic, you know, formulaic, uh, for, formulaic uh, equation of a movie that's just, you know. I mean, I could, I could sit there and look at a movie like that and go,
2: this is only to get a certain crowd's money. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because there's about four groups that um, that marketers go to. They try and get, there's the young males, 25 and younger. There's... Uh, there's the older males, older than 25. And there's the, uh, there's the women, 25 and younger, and the women, 25 and older. And what good movies do, what the really good ones try and do, they try and market towards all four of them. Like yeah. the really successful ones like Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, Shrek. A lot of those ones try and market to every single one of those segments. And um, But, you know, good ones usually try and market to at least two. And um, for the males under 25... What do they like to see? They like to see explosions, blood, fights, sex, but not romance, though. Not romance. <laughs> Just poop, straight. Poop jokes. <laughs> poop jokes and sex. In know, world world, poop jokes and sex. Exactly. I mean, and you see it in the trailers. Like this looks good. Something like a poop joke. You know that it's going towards uh, towards those young males yeah. under 25. Right. Um, for women under twenty-five, they want to see friendship. They want to see sarcasm. They want to see sensitive boys, and they want to see she, you know, romance. You're, you're already
1: marketing that that comment about because as <laughs> soon as talk about them, you, you instantly went into the feminine way of describing
0: it. <laughs> He's marketing while and he they, says they it. They want
1: friendship. friendship. <laughs>
2: Hey, man, just in gotta, your blood, man. We gotta, we gotta <laughs> represent everybody here. We're trying to market to the, we're, we're, trying to market this show to uh, these all four of these groups. Uh, right. Okay. We definitely need to help with that. So yeah. And so. then for the older women, <laughs> they like the. Uh, no, keep going. I they they like that. the love stories. You know. They like uh, those doomed love stories. Can those, you do that in, that in the voice the whole time? Yeah. yeah for, the, for the older women. Well, they like they like the triumphs of the human spirit. That, that's kind of like a mix of Marge Simpson and, and like, I don't know, Marge Simpson and my mom, maybe. That's who it was. <laughs> it's a character, okay? It's, um, it's a character. They hate seeing children in danger, the older women. Yeah. But the older women, though, they're they're the most sensitive to movie reviews. So, you know, Roger Ebert makes a movie review and says, oh, it's not very good. The older women are the most sensitive to that. They're the most discriminating in the movie, so they have the highest... Uh, the most judgmental about the movies. Oh, that one sucked, or that one was really good. Because of
0: what they said. No, is that just for like certain people's reviews that are like high esteemed considered uh, reviews, or is that Yahoo reviews too?
2: No, I think I think, it's, I think it's anybody yeah. like That's from their friends or from their professionals. Like okay, if if you know one of their friends says that movie is terrible, they're gonna oh that movie's not very good. I wanna I wanna see something else. Yeah, yeah. and then and then for the older men, the older men are hard to market to because. Men are pigs, you know? They're lazy. They don't want to get up out of the house. They don't, want, they don't really want to go to a movie. So the thing is, how do you get the older men to go to movies? Um, you know, they like the westerns. They like the war films. They like the darker films. You know, things like that. Big boobs. You know, those Clint Eastwood-type films. Yeah. That's that's the stuff they like.
1: Now, is that... Now, now are you speaking of that, uh, of current day, or has that always been like that? Because, you know, like... The, the, the generation that's older now kind of grew up in that time frame when they were a kid that you know westerns you know they're outside with their sticks and playing you know army or playing westerns so I guess my question is that is like when I get that age is you know because I, I don't think my taste is gonna change to, towards western I, I like all movies really but like you know you know my, my, my I'm growing up watching superhero movies or, or Rambo and stuff like that but um, well there'll still be Ram- Rambo still will be around what'm I'm, what I'm saying is well I you know, is there a trend that
2: shows that once people get to that age, they just automatically kind of fall into that genre? Or, you know, that's a good question. I, I'd imagine that it, it probably does change over time. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, but it's probably the same relative thing, right? The action, like yours. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, very few boys like like the uh, like pop music and sensitive boys in their movies. You know, right. they like the poop jokes. Right. <laughs> they like the fights. <laughs> they like the blood. So I think. It probably does evolve over time, and I'm sure probably in another 50 years the uh, some of these these bullet points will, will change a little bit. I didn't like that you wrote down poop jokes. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got you got to remember these things, man. Um,
1: so well, let me ask you this, though, because, I mean, well, I guess what that brings up for me is that because when he, some are blockbuster movies if you watch the majority of them, when you say they're mostly targeted targeted for that you know uh, you know i would say 10 to kind of 21 year old people who you know are going to go see that movie Definitely. regardless and so they're making those movies for for them i guess you should say but aren't we raising kind of a a generation of Kids that aren't gonna really understand what makes a good movie, though. You know what I mean? Like Transformers. You look at that movie. Well, let's just speak to a movie. Um, I'll just say in general. I mean, because some people could like Transformers. I didn't really like the last one, but uh, speak to a movie that just didn't generally do well, but it sold a lot because you know all the kids got their mom to take them in to go see it. You know what I mean? Or. You know, uh, and, and I think it's good because they don't see any other movies than just the ones that they're being taken to. Are we raising a generation of, of kids that aren't going to understand what it takes to make good movies so that we're constantly, at our age, having to go see movies that aren't good because the movies aren't really targeted so much for us anymore? I mean, to target to us, they have, it like you said, they have a certain um, way to market towards us, but most movies, I would say, look at them, aren't necessarily targeted for me, you know, my generation or even the older
2: generation. Exactly. You know? yeah. And,. I think that the studios sure. the studios probably go after the younger people because they spend more money. You know, as I said before, the older men don't like to leave the house and go to a movie. Right. So they're going to market more of their movies towards the younger people who go to more movies. And that's, that's probably similar with, like, music and stuff too,
0: right? Because most people who buy music is... Definitely. ...younger and younger. Definitely. If so you'd stop buying, buying Miley
2: Cyrus, we wouldn't have a around. Fuck off, dude. I love Miley Cyrus. It's um and you mentioned you mentioned the ten to twenty one year olds and it's funny that you mentioned that because um when the movies they all try to make the films relatable, they try to make people relate to them and with the younger people, you ever notice that you see you see babies in films, and when you do whoop well, when you when you do see, sorry, I almost knocked my water over, so hey, I right. almost destroyed the set here. So, but I saved the day because um, he's a doctor fizzling out. You know that's what doctors do. They save they save lives, and I just did that. You're, you're important people. We understand. <laughs> but yeah, it's all about relatability, and that's why rarely do you see you know children after newborns. That's why you very rarely see you know kids from age one to, to about ten, because why have, a, uh, why have a four-year-old in there when the four-year-old will just look up to the ten-year-old actor, and the ten-year-old actor finds that ten-year-old actor relatable. Right. You know, that ten-year-old kid watching that movie won't find a four-year-old relatable, and, but the four-year-old will look up to that ten-year-old. Yeah. Does that make any sense? I just... No, 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 yeah. ten-year-old, four no, no, ten yeah. ten-year-old, ten four-year-old, right. four-year-old, ten-year-old. I'm following. I don't know. If, okay. people I hope. if you're not following at home, we'll have a map. I Congrats just... It's
1: the Amazing <laughs> Pulp Show for Dummies book.
2: I just said that, and I I didn't follow. Oh, but maybe I did, but... Or, you're a doctor. You're yeah. a doctor. <laughs> you can talk your way around it. <laughs> yeah. And they always... Another trick that they do is they always try to connect movies... Um, a movie that's coming out with a movie in the past. That's why you see a lot of movies from the director of such sure. and such. They always try to connect that. Oh, people like that movie. Let's
0: I'm going to like and this see, one.
2: Try and, or maybe they'll set the trailer up exactly like it and be like, oh, that movie was successful. Let's try and do it. it it's all copycat. It's yeah. all pretty basic.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but uh, that Hangover
2: 2 was uh, the same movie as the first one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's a good point. It, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Why fix something that isn't broken? Right. You know, and they Hangover 2 probably made a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, like, even even watching the
0: trailer, I, I don't know how it much again, it made, but yeah.
1: Yeah, it made more than $20. So. And then it always, it always cracks me up, though, when they get to the third movie, and it's still the same formula, and then they're, they act surprised. Like, it didn't it didn't make as much
0: money as the first two. It's like, that's the well, same but thing. At the, but at the same point, they're still making money off that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, no, and I'm and sure no, they do it, it for that reason, And I don't want to, like, I don't want to... Badmouth the Star Wars movies. You know, obviously, I wasn't a fan of the Episode One, Two, and Three, the the
2: earlier, later ones that came out. Um, the early ones that were really later ones. Yeah, the the, later the, ones the, that the were really right, early right. Early right ones. Yeah.
0: more the more. Prequel cool to the than sequels out. of the equals. Right, but but at the same time, I mean, I don't. That made a lot of money too, and and I, you know, I think it's just because of what it was once before. It was, you know, like I think everybody was going to see it who liked Star Wars beforehand because because of what. They liked Star Wars before, What's you know, and they're they're marketing to that. And then plus kids, you know, I mean, why the hell they they had to have it in there? But they put that Jar Jar Binks in there, and that was for kids. That wasn't for yeah. the people that are you know were watching it in the seventies. Like this is really cool. There was nothing that dumb in in the other Star Wars, yeah. or at least in my opinion, I don't think they're. Ewoks came close. I guess Mike,
1: it's, it's weird for me with those movies because they George Lucas has, has now been gone on the record to say that. Um, the, the, the movies the, the new ones that he shot weren't for the old fans yeah. which is weird because everyone who went to see them and took all their kids now were going to like share this these great stories with them and that, it was a continuation of that and George Lucas was saying it's for, it was for the, the newer generation yeah. Which the new generation didn't get either. There's an Argonian story still
2: not good
0: movies. Yeah, know? that's
2: what happens but. when you make a sequel that's really a prequel thirty years after the yeah. yeah. original.
0: I really think I really just I really I think what really pissed me off is that he, he went on the record of saying, "Oh, you know what? I already had the idea of making these things beforehand, and that I, I was gonna, I was already gonna do them, and this was already planned." And I'm like. No, it wasn't. You're sitting there and you were running out of ideas for a movie, and you're like, "Well, shit, this was successful, so let's do that." Because what did he do after that? Did Indiana Jones again? Uh, he, no, he had. He,
1: he, did he have what the movie's fleshed out to be? No, but what he had was he had to have a, uh, a general plot, backstory that. And I don't want to go into a long rabbit but general plot backstory of how it led into where they were at in the, the first one. But were they fleshed out to the, to where it is to what the movies were today? No. And the, and and the fact of the matter is too is that, um, you know, he'd come in and say this is the kind of the idea I have, and then has this you know group of people to help him flesh it out. You know what I mean? But then has he has the final say, and I think that's kind of what. He should have just left these group of people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they kind of understand the market these days and kind of what's interesting to people these days. Just kind well, of go with and it. And
0: even there, I think that's that's a good point. So then has then has obviously has movies. So we'll take the Star Wars, for instance. Asking the Doctor here, of course. Um, do you think movies obviously have changed the marketing schemes? Obviously, with there's internet and TV. Besides all that, I mean, is is marketing schemes extremely changed compared to what it used to be because obviously it was just like posters beforehand probably
2: yeah oh probably <laughs> okay, so scheme. yeah schemes scheme.
0: well i mean it's a it's you mean
2: their plan Def- yeah. definitely i mean people people would much rather see something on tv or on the internet than just see a poster or see a billboard or see an ad in the newspaper so i mean that, and that's just, that's just the way humans are we like to see moving things with sound that's why uh, a lot more people watch TV than they read
0: books. And is that why people stop buying Playboys and they start watching the videos on the internet
2: for porn? Me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I you like to see moving things. I know, <laughs> that's, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, well, moving play, on. What's play? Play what? We're we're kind of running a little long. I just want to
1: jump in real quick with a question here, and then we'll kind of wrap this up. But uh, uh, I'm curious as to... You know, you, you say you listen to the show, and I take your word for it. Um, but how would you how would you market this show? What would be your market plan? Now, if there's a
0: charge at the end of it, then we'll just by the way <laughs> bypass it all together. We didn't make you sign anything, so whatever you come up with, we'll probably take.
1: Or <laughs> right, well, I'll just say it this way: so you don't have to give
2: your whole plan. But
1: what would what would be some
2: ideas? Well, some ideas would probably be uh, pick pick a specific audience that you want. You probably already have that. Pick, pick a specific audience that you want. You want young males? You want young women? I like the young women, but, um, you know, pick a specific we can, audience we can't that you edit want. That out. <laughs> I forgot about that.
1: But it's good to know you like young women. We'll put that at the end of the episode. I like young women.
2: Whatever you do, market to young women, all right? I mean, and they'll come to you. I mean, you see Justin Bieber all the time, all the girls screaming at his concerts, you know, plus me. Okay. You know that, I mean, that <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> would you actually that's,
1: that's that's interesting though would you say that um not the sidebar, but would you say that the the biggest market to sell to to make the most off of is probably young women
2: um not not just young women but young women and and young boys um probably anyone under than than twenty five is probably because they're they're usually ones that spend the most money they don't have they don't have kids they don't have Wives, most of them um, <laughs> you know that they, they a lot of them are still you know whether they're in college or living with their parents still so I mean they're not paying as much rent, but yeah, you definitely want to go after the uh, the people in between probably twelve thirteen all the way up to twenty five because they usually have the the most not not the most income obviously but um, most of their stuff is spent on entertainment yeah. on uh, on things like that I mean because older people they have to pay they have to pay their their house. They have to pay the the bills. Yeah. I mean, and kids, younger people don't have to worry about that quite as much. Okay. Well, cool. So yeah, my advice: pick a specific audience that you want want to market to, and then just go right after them. All right, and just go after them, and don't don't do anything to make them mad, because if you lose that audience, you've lost it all. <laughs> we gotta what? go I'm to de- the I'm other three other segments. <laughs> Well, we'd like to thank Dr.
1: Bernie Free for his time uh, today. He'll be sticking around, but uh, uh, great segment. Glad to have you on the show. Well, good. Uh, I,
2: I hope everyone learned something. I, I, oh, I, I know that we did. Okay. Yeah, so, I think all did. And I'm sure We're the viewers gonna are We're all going to figure home. out what Playboy is. Uh, uh, if you,
1: if you have any do. questions yeah. for Dr. Bernie Free, please feel free to write into to taps.baldmove.com on our forums for the Amazingly Pulp Show. Uh, we'll get those questions on there. We'll get you some answers. Um... Uh, what, what, all, what all do you want to compass? What, what, what do you want to uh, do? You want to say, or just leave it open? What, was what, that? Questions, will you, what questions will you be taking?
2: Oh, whatever.
1: Well, nothing about teen pregnancy.
2: Um, well, I like the young ladies. <laughs> I have a couple. I have a little experience with that. I don't want to start it. <laughs> okay. But well, there's 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 a good article though. If people want to learn something, it was in the New Yorker. You know, a year or two ago. It's by Tad Friend. And he, he talked. It's called the Cobra. That's the name of the article, and it's pretty good. I mean, it tells you all this stuff about marketing movies and marketing to people, and it's very informative. And I uh, I recommend it. Do you want to speak to any other place where they can find it? Oh no, no, that's okay. <laughs> just just. Uh, At the show.
1: All right, taps.baldmove.com. You can go to the forums for the Amazingly Pulp Show. Leave us a question there. You can also go to the Amazingly Pulp Show on Facebook. Uh, You can go to the Amazingly PS on Twitter. And we're on iTunes now. You can just look it up, the Amazingly Pulp Show. Uh, I'll be posting the link uh, on the the site on taps.baldmove.com and on Facebook.
2: All all that way to get in contact with you, there's like six things. Man, just... Yeah, well, you don't need my stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Every little bit helps. Uh, We didn't play your intro music, but we're definitely going to play your outro music.
2: You can't see it, but Jazzy's dancing right now.
1: Well, moving on, we're going to jump into uh, Jazzy's got a new segment this week. Uh, Jazzy, did you come up with a title for your segment?
0: I call it Jazzy's Segment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Targeted at people
1: who are interested in segments
0: and segments and jazzy. And if you're a fan of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, you might know what I'm talking about.
1: Give us a little backup of where where we're coming from.
0: Um, Well, I wanted to do a little segment. Um, Obviously, we ran a little long last week, wasn't it? And weren't
2: weren't able to uh, to get into it. Um, I thought you were going to say you ran a little long just now with me talking. Sorry if that's. No, you son
0: of a bitch. (laughs) No, no, it's a good segment. I like it. And that was the end of it. <laughs> well, we, do, we
1: actually need an intro to your segment, too. Um, so we're
0: going to make an intro halfway through the segment?
1: <laughs> this is Jazzy's segment.
0: No, that's no, not good. <laughs> I love you. It's a, apparently. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, I really like the intro. Um, but no, I, last, last week I wanted to do a, a little segment um, uh, because... Uh, five of my most influential bands, or modern influential bands that are still together today, and I've been listening to for, for years and years and years, um, they all released an album this year. And, uh, they're, and if they haven't, they're releasing one in a couple months. You know, earlier we mentioned uh, Blink 182 is one of my favorite punk bands. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers is one of my all-time favorite bands. Uh, Incubus just released their uh, album. I got that one. Uh, Foo Fighters we talked about in the first episode. And, uh, and the Deftones, which is... They're all huge, influential bands to me. Interestingly enough, they all started around, like... Other than the Chili Peppers, they all started around the exact same time. Um, but the, uh, um, I, wanted, I wanted to... I thought it was kind of cool. Like, they've obviously... They've all had a load of albums, um, you know, and um, and they've 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 developed their sound, evolved their sound. Uh I know that uh, J Hats listened to all these bands, I'm not sure about the Doctor. Um but but I know that we've we've discussed all these bands at least at one point or another. And um you know, I, I let you listen to the the new Incubus C D and, and, and uh, you know, obviously we've listened to all these bands and, and then evolved. Which which would you prefer? Which do you do you like the evolution of the bands? Do you think that they're do you think that they're changing too much that you're not interested in them anymore? Because, um, I mean, like, Foo Fighters had their part where they kind of, they were loud in the beginning and then they kind of evolved into a, a, a little bit quieter. And then I think they've kind of, like, almost come full circle. I think all the other bands have were louder and then now they've kind of become quieter, too. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I think you know, we kind of discussed this before the show, but, you know, we, they all bands, I think, get to a point where they want to express themselves musically you know they want to try new things i mean all the way back to the beatles they, they they've they been doing that you know but i think that i was thinking about this is that is that every band at some point kind of needs to re- realize that not necessarily continue playing the same music that they're playing but when they try to that when they you know if they want to try to do something different that they should not be you know that band you know what i mean they should go you know this is our side project pokey pokey or whoever they want to be you know what i mean That's it because when when you're listening to that like for example and I, I hate to use foo fighters as an example but um when they went from the first album to the second album uh you know foo fighters and the color and the shape they went from loud cymbals guitar rock screaming to the, Pretty much the same thing, but what they added was you know little little uh, you know melodies, but it was and it was that, still that loud and soft dynamic that he had in the first album. Now later on down the line, as the uh, band became kind of more of a revolving door with several, several of the members, you could see that more musical influences came into the band. And um, whereas I still liked it, it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to hear from them. Right. You know, I and, and, and I, the, the other end of that spectrum is that when a band puts out an album and it's the exact same thing as the previous, the album. like that. Yeah, that's that's Green not. Green Day's last two albums. I, I think a band should grow but still stay in the same focus of what the band was, you know right. what I mean? But does, you know, not com- become completely different, not try to clone itself to just keep on making the same, because e- either path kind of leads to a self-destruction, whereas if you continually play the same exact same music every album, people are going to leave you because it's the exact same thing. It's right. kind of like movies, like The Hangover. But if you, go, you, know, you, you continually grow away from what you originally were altogether, you know, yeah. Then that's not you know that's not the band
0: that people. Right. And, and and interestingly, you were saying about the uh, you know doing something you know this is my side project da 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 da. You know all these bands have had uh, side projects. Obviously, Dave Grohl went over and you know helped write that or be on that album for Queens of Stone Age. And he's also done the, them Crooked Vultures. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, Deftones, the lead singer, went and did Team Sleep. You know, Blink One Eight Two obviously break, broke off and did their own two bands and. You know, I mean, all of them have all done their own stuff. I do you think? Do you think after doing that stuff, I, as they've come back from doing those stuff, the the band I've noticed has changed. You know, I mean, I think I think you know, Dave Grohl's obviously changed from them, Crooked Vultures, when he came out, came back with that. I think, you know, I think Chino Moreno from Tones, I think he changed. He did. He's a lot more lighter and stuff like that. I think, you know, I think I Incubus did their solo stuff, and Brandon Boyd's doing very ooh la la la, la stuff now. Um, do you think that's a good idea? Because then they want to bring that just to their band too. Like, oh, I did this, and this is what I like. You know, do you like the ele- different elements, or do you want it to just be, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, elements. I I, I like that, that they come
1: back and they bring elements as long as it's cohesive to what the band's doing. You right. know what I mean? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll speak to the, the new Incubus album. Um, I, only got about, I only got about five songs into it, uh, so I got. I'm still trying to listen through it. Um, uh, it's it wasn't it wasn't bad. It's just it it's exactly what I was talking about where it, it it sounds nothing like Incubus. And this is exactly what I thought when I was listening to it, is that it sounds like a Brandon Boyd side project. Yeah. It does. I thought I I was, thought I was listening to some side project that he broke off like if someone were to hand me that C D and I listened to the first five songs, I would have thought Oh, does he have a side project? Yeah. You know what I mean? And Because he sounds exactly like how Brandon Boyd has been singing at least the last couple albums, but his vocals haven't changed. Yeah, he's doing some more ooh and ahs, but he's doing more melody-type songs. You know, singers tend to do that from time to time. Right. But none of the other band members, what they're playing sounded anything like any of their albums. Now, I don't want them to play... Morning View. I don't want them to play Make Yourself, but I want a song that sounds like Incubus. You know? Right. I
0: I agree with you. Uh, obviously, my favorite album from Incubus. I mean, they're, they're still my favorite band. I'm even though they're changing up their sound a little bit, uh, they're one of my favorite bands. Uh, but. You know, I, I know Mike Enziger went to the guitarist. He went for Incubus. He went to he went to Harvard, and he started studying music. It's funny because he said he he studied how music and, and and changes and stuff like that, and trying to figure out how to do that. And He's like, and I thought that's really great that you know. He's like, I I really like being able to to do this stuff. And it's like, dude, you're probably one of the most badass guitar players. In rock, I mean, like I'm pretty sure you didn't need to learn how to play guitar. I'm pretty sure you could have gone to Harvard and been like, "Listen, this is how we're going to play it, and this is how it works." Right. You know, and people would listen to you because, I mean, he's just a sick guitarist, but he doesn't, he doesn't play anything. Like in the whole album, I, you know, obviously I've listened to the whole thing, but he doesn't, he doesn't play anything that tests his limits. And and uh, and and I, and I kind of miss that. I, I miss the make yourself uh, stuff. Um, you know, and I, I agree with you. Incubus sounds like more of like a, a, a Brandon Boyd. Project and it, and it does because Brandon Boyd had his solo album and he that's how it sounded like yeah. you know um, but but and you know and the same thing like with uh, like like you know Chino went from the Deftones he went off into Team Sleep and they're very like he's a very big fan of uh, the Cure and everything so he kind of went off to break off to do some stuff kind of like that and like when they came back into this last album you know I remember my one friend's a huge Deftones fan he's like I didn't even recognize him he goes like. He's like, there's like two songs where it's heavy. And he's just like, I was like, who the hell is this? You know, because it's very light. And, and you know, and I know they want to push their their influence They're at the end of their contracts. You know, with albums. You know, because they sign them for so long. And but I, you know, for a long time I was I was almost starting to get out of the Foo Fighters because I still liked some of their albums, but I had a hard time getting into the. Into the the softer stuff, and and now that they've come full circle, I really like when I watch that documentary. And Dave Grohl's like, I want to get away from what everybody thinks that we should be doing, yeah. you know. Anything that you know, and, they, and I want them to do whatever the hell they want to do, because I think that's what makes them good. But I think like I think some of these bands are just let's get artsy, you know. And you know, I, I they're very influential. They've all, but I, I do respect all these bands. I think every single one of them has played. They they've all been. Uh, have all i I've, I've heard all of them say about how much they like their um, they look up to some bands you know obviously a lot of them said the cure and, and interestingly enough like some of these bands that i didn't even listen to they you know they said were big influences back in the day like you know and they all they all did covers but then you know they they when they do these covers it gets me interested into it uh into those bands and stuff do you think that um the bands of today, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of a lot of bands say that, you know, talk about at least one or two of these bands. Uh, do you think, and how they change stuff, do you think that we're going to get covers of these bands uh, from the modern-day bands, you know? The well, yeah, absolutely. Actually, um, it reminds
1: me of uh, Paramore actually did a, who's kind of a popular band right now. I think we just talked about them last week on the show. Uh, they've got a cover of My Hero that, oh, really? they, that they put out. Um, I, I I'm sure it's like a b side on one of their albums, so it's one of those you can get, but they play a lot at their cons at their, con- their concerts so I mean yeah I think that we' we're, we're I mean you you can go to like you know something like summerfest and you can walk down and you can see several up and coming bands that are like you know this is da 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 you know it's a band that's still out there right now, you know yeah.
0: well yeah I, I agree like I mean that's one of my that was one of the things that really got me in like the Death tones is funny because the first thing I heard them cover was, Simple, simple man by by Leonard Skinner, which you wouldn't think as a band they would do. And then the next cover they did one of their most heaviest songs, they stop in the middle of it and play "Say It Ain't So" by Weezer. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, and they, and it was great. I mean, it was a great cover. But like, you know, and it's funny because you can see the whole like I saw it on YouTube, and you can see the whole crowd, and they're all like, what the fuck, you know? They're like, ooh, ooh, you're you're supposed to scream in the microphone, and he's just like, you know, he's playing "Say It Ain't So," and it was it was great, you know. And I and I, I really like that those bands. I like when bands cover the bands that they're interested in, and and uh, uh, you know, I look forward to seeing, seeing what they keep coming up with. Uh, I like. I'm looking forward to the Blink 182 album. I'm looking forward to the Chili Peppers album. Still a little nervous about it because I'm not really sold on the first song. Uh, but Blink 182 sounds not heavy. Uh, sounds like they just. I think Mark Hoppus nailed it. He's like, "This is what we w- probably would have been our next album if we kept doing. You know, it was something that we we're evolving into anyway. And you know, you can't keep doing fart and poop jokes because you know they're not that young anymore. Um, that's all I really got for that. Uh, all, also, I just wanted to let everybody know, um, in case you're wondering, Gary Sinise, who played uh, Lieutenant Dan, has a band. And if you're looking forward to seeing them, it's called Gary Sinise and the Lieutenant Dan Band. No joke, it really is. I have no idea what the hell they play. He's not trying to get a, a certain following. <laughs> but no, any, 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 that's what, I, I saw it the other day and I was just laughing, so I had to bring it in uh, just in case anybody's was wondering. Um, but buy his album. I don't even know what the hell he plays, but buy it. Alright, well that's Jazzy's segment. I'd like to thank Jazzy
1: for doing the research there on that. And uh I love you. Alright, well we'll probably wrap it up here pretty quick. We're running a little long. Um I think we got time. We get, we get... We we'll got some time. I'll I'll throw in my uh, comic book review here real quick. Uh, I did happen going kind of flashing back to Invincible uh, review last week. Uh, I think it was seven issue seventy one through seventy nine. I went back and got uh, Invincible volume two because I did read the first volume. Um, I think it was just like one through fourteen something like that or one through thirteen. So I did pick up uh, fourteen through nineteen. Uh, it's still a good book. What's what's uh, cool about this is that. Uh, and, I, and I'll recommend this to anyone who kind of jumps into a book that's got a lot of back history. Uh, I all think Star Wars to this, that it's interesting to see, to go back and see why things are like they are. You know what I mean? Right. To, to jump back and you see some of the things that happened um, to lead up to where I, I, where I was reading that. So that was nice. It's always fun. It's kind of like you're watching a, a prequel. Uh, it picks up shortly after the battle between Mark and his dad, Omni-Man, um, which, you know, you guys probably don't know this, but uh, basically Invincible is a, a story uh, about a, a kid, you know, kind of like Spider-Man, but instead of having Spider-Man powers, he's, he ends up, you know, getting Superman-type uh, powers, so they call him Invincible. But his dad is already a superhero, and he's been living on the Earth, doing all this stuff, and he kind of knows about it, but then he finds out that he's going to get superpowers. Later on, a couple issues later, he finds sounds out... Sounds like Lion King. Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: you know, just like the lion. Yeah. <laughs> the
1: only difference is, is that Omni Man, which is his dad, is an alien. You know, well, you find out he's from another planet that just tries to colonize planets and take them over. So he's actually a, a bad guy who's been living there the whole time under disguise. And oh, up, is it,
0: this is the one that we were talking about last week, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. Except this is we're talking about different issues, but this is a little backstory to the book. Is that yeah, his dad becomes bad and uh, ends up uh, ends up uh, fighting Mark, uh, who is invincible and about kills him, and then. Oh, I can't remember. Something happens where he ends up um, just leaving the planet. Uh, but what you, what you find out later on is that his dad turns t- turns coats and. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so, anyways, yeah. So it's it's good book. Uh, th- this one follows. He picks up right after that happened with his dad, and uh, you know how they're coping with it. The thing the thing that's cool about the Invincible book is it's kind of like Savage Dragon, except uh, you know we got lots, lots of cool, colorful characters. But you can tell it's written. Um, you know, someone who has a better ability to write stories. Whereas I, you know, like Savage Dragon, but sometimes Eric Larson can c- write the, continuously the same thing through several of his books. Uh, so if you get a chance, go pick up uh, Invincible. Uh, they're on issue, I think, 81 now. You can get the single issues, or you can go back to your local library, get them online. Uh, you can get um, where they're collected, issues are collected together. Um, volume 1, Volume 2, I think they're on volume like 13 or 14. So go check it out. I give it an A plus. It's probably one of the better books on the market right now, at least for my money. Um, that's about it. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, you can find us at taps.baldmove.com uh, or the Amazingly Pulp Show on Facebook. Uh, you can find us at um, the Amazingly PS on Twitter, and then you can also find us on iTunes. Just look up the Amazingly Pulp Show. I will get that link posted up uh, on the forum so you can click on it and just go. And for those of you who don't like to do research, right. Um, you guys have anything else that you'd like to add to the show today? Don't all talk at once. Jazzy, where else can they find you at?
0: You can find us at theamazinglypulpshow.com on Facebook. Or you can find us where you just found us and all the other six places that we've been to and if if you can't find us there, you can call our doctor, and he'll uh, prescribe you uh, some more Pulp Show. I was saying, where can they find you at? Where can they find me at? You can find me at 13... No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here is the laugh track. We. Uh, where else can they find us at, Jazzy? <laughs> <laughs> you can find us at the Amazingly.